This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. So this is our next in a series of um, Economic Development is More Important Than Ever podcasts. And today I'm, I'm uh, thrilled that we can have uh, Molly Whitehead, uh, the executive director of the Boone County Economic Development Corporation, uh, chatting with me today. Molly, thanks for your time. Hey, thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. So, uh, I think one of the things that I, uh, when I looked at was what you've been doing, I, I know that for all of us, uh, business retention and expansion uh, was important before, but it's taken on sort of new significance. And I know that you have been spending time uh, talking to some of your businesses. Uh, so two things. One is, what are you hearing from them in terms of uh, issues and concerns? And then number two, how have you been responding? So number yes. one, what are you hearing from your businesses? So it really has been a mixed bag of information that we're getting from businesses. Um, we have done BRNE with small and large businesses, pretty much any type of business in Boone County. Um, even if we would not have normally done a BRNE visit with them before, we're doing it now. Um, it, it honestly just depends on the type of industry that they're in. We have had some restaurants that are actually reporting pretty good sales maybe not what they might have been but they're surprised at how well they have done given the circumstances um, we have a lot of food manufacturers and logistics companies in Boone County so that has certainly helped a little bit um, they have experienced different results too depending on the type of product that they make um, we have of course a lot of logistics in Boone County as well and they have certainly been busy but any anyone in the auto sector they have experienced some some challenges we have a furniture manufacturer that they do work for retail restaurants hotels and they were one of the first to lay off so it really has just depended on the type of company um, i've actually had one company that experienced so much growth during this time that they've actually had to sublease out um, a new space of around 35,000 square feet just to accommodate all the growth right now. So we'll see how, we'll see how the, kind of the numbers pan out here in the future um, in regards to the impact that this has had. Okay. So, but I do know, so, so two things that I want to spin off that then. Uh, one is though that I do know that you, you created a, a, a fund for small businesses. Mm -hmm. So, so talk about that and talk about what kind of uh, demand, uh, that you had on that and how how that went. Yeah, so I actually listened to Corey Murphy's um, podcast from last week, so it's kind of a repeat of what he said. Um, Boone EDC received a USDA grant back in 2010, so this predates me, and so that microloan's been in existence now for 10 years. It started out as $70,000 as that's been repaid. We have not put any new money back into that account, but over those 10 years, we've been able to loan out $140,000. So we've doubled that impact. What we did during this time was temporarily shelve the microloan program, um, the parameters that we had in place for that. So for instance, under our regular microloan program, we might allow an entrepreneur 
to take part in that program. We would take a big risk, but we would allow that um, during this time. The loans would be up to $15,000. The rates would be different. The terms would be different overall. What we did now, we created what we've called the Small Business Economic Relief Fund. We took any money that was left over in that microloan account, have just internally rolled it over into that relief fund. And then we've gone out to our partners in the public and private sector to supplement that funding. So even though we have a significant amount of money in that microloan fund, we'd had all but $14,000 loaned out which is not going to do much at all right now. And so um, we've just made the ask. We had one of our corporate partners come in with a significant check. We have had um, Lebanon City Council came in with a $50,000 donation into that account. Whitestown Redevelopment Commission just came in this week with another $50,000 into that account. And um, we've just loosened up the parameters. So we've allowed people to use it on working and non-working capital expenses if they need to um gosh if they need if they need help with payroll if they couldn't take advantage of any of the payroll programs they could use it for that if they need help setting up an online store if they didn't already have a presence there let's use it for that um we've we've had some interesting results with it we've already made out made two loans out to companies in boone county we've had a decent number of inquiries um, but we've always found with that microloan fund and we're finding it today, it's kind of feast or famine. So we will go six months where nobody's made an inquiry and then we will get slammed with six applications at one time. So I imagine something like that's going to end up happening with this particular program. Once people get their feet back underneath of them again, and we're trying to think of some creative ways that they can use this fund. Again, the online shop, a lot of stores, we know that if they did not already have an online presence, they're going to have some significant difficulties. They already have had, um, but they're going to have significant difficulties in the future. And um, we don't want that to be their make or break. So how can we help them and how can this fund do that? Okay. So, so uh, I know another thing that you've been uh, thinking about, um, again, sort of looking at some of the things on your website is uh, what you've been doing around workforce. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly we've seen, We've seen uh, just such a dramatic shift uh, in 60 days from going to from a, a single digit two three percent unemployment rate to something that's going to be much uh, probably double digits. But I know you're already thinking about that. Uh, so what are the, some of the things that you've been doing already, and and then what goes forward? Yeah. So fall of last year of 2019. <laughs> Seems like so long ago now. Yes, it does, um, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so Labor Day of last year, we launched workinboon.com. So and a couple of our counterparts, many of our counterparts around the state already had some sort of job portal in place. One of the problems we always identified was that the number one asked question that we got from the general public was, where can I go to find a job? And, you know, the answer was always just go knock on any door, you'll find it. Um, that. It's not exactly helpful. Um, second, we were presented with some pretty significant marketing opportunities for Boone County, but it was, we want to help you market where you can go search for jobs. What's your, what's your job portal? That's what we want to help you advertise. And I had to pass up that really good opportunity because we did not, um, we didn't have anything. I would have to send people to 
you know, the state's job portal, monster.com, the paper for the ads. And quite frankly, I don't care whether anyone works outside of Boone County. I want to keep them in my own community. And so we created workinboone.com. It's a simple job connection website. So we're not running a monster or indeed I don't have the capacity or desire to do that. Um, some of our counterparts do and great that it works for them. Um, but ours is basically, if you're looking for a job in manufacturing, you search by manufacturing and here are all of the manufacturers in Boone County. Here's where you go to look for their job openings directly. And the employers would then choose whether they wanted to be contacted personally, whether they wanted to go to their specific job website or not. So I'm very thankful we had that platform already in place mm -hmm. because what we've done during this time. So I suspect the, the unemployment numbers out of Boone County are, we may have fared a little bit better than maybe some of our neighbors have. Um, still to be determined. We haven't had a whole lot of war notices that have been filed. Um, but we have also found, and the number just keeps getting higher and higher and higher, based upon our BRNE calls, our general outreach to companies. We've also identified more than 570 open positions right now. Like employers want to get somebody in the door yesterday. And so we took that platform and we changed it up just a little bit to say, if you're searching for a job during the COVID-19 pandemic, these are the ones that are currently applying. So that way people didn't have to sort through 130 companies, determine who they, you know, could, um, who they could apply to or, or apply to work for and they can just go to them directly. And so that has been, I've been so thankful we already had that in place because that's been an easy tool um, and has worked into a pretty easy marketing opportunity for us as well. Um, in addition to that, the other thing that we've changed and we may, depending on how this goes, we may change this completely in the future. We hosted semi-annual job fairs the problem, as we all know, is that we had far more jobs than people and the employers are, were desperate, still are desperate to get people in the door. Um, so we would have absolutely no problems bringing the employers to the table, but then we couldn't even get anybody to show up at the door. Huh. Now, the, wow. the challenge is um, I'm looking at it from a dollars and cents sign saying, is this worth our time and effort to put on this entire, this big event twice a year. It, yes, it builds goodwill with our employers, but if we're not producing anything, is it really worth it? And then on the flip side, you'd get people who say, well, but two people came and they found a job and to that, those two people that really matters. And we continue to get employer participation. Um, obviously hosting in-person job fairs. We were supposed to do one about three weeks ago in April had to cancel that. We tried to reschedule for beginning of June, but I, I think we all thought we might be out of the clear by June and we're not. And so um, we're switching to virtual job fairs. We noticed DWD was hosting those around the state. We're just going to go on our own and do it ourselves. Invest in the, you know, Zoom software. It's 40 bucks a month. It's one hour once a week. We limit it to five different employers and the numbers that at least DWD has been reporting from other regions in the state, they're getting a significant number of people who are logging on because it's, it's easy. Right. Um, they, they don't, you know, if, especially now if they've got kids at home, they can do it from the comfort of their own home. They can learn about those positions and um, we'll see how that goes, but that's something new that we're trying. Okay. 
So how, how do you how do you anticipate that you will be working with other entities like the chamber, uh, like the workforce board, uh, local government, uh, collaborating in some new ways that you maybe haven't had to do before, uh, as you sort of work your way out of this at at the community level. Sure. So the initial kind of easy thing that we've all done in the Boone DC, we were actually not the convener of it, but we were invited to participate. Um, our community foundation brought together um, nonprofits, government officials, education officials, economic development chambers onto a weekly conference call just to update us all on what's going on. Now, from my perspective, we don't I think it's important for us to understand what the nonprofits are doing at any time during the year to understand what their challenges are, but they're also not my primary audience. And so during this time, that was actually one of the first opportunities I've had to talk to several of them. Um, and given, say, workinboom.com, they're dealing with people, a lot of the nonprofits are dealing with people that may need a job. And so it's presented a really good education opportunity for me as well to make sure that they understand what we do, what we're seeing out in the economy and, and some of the needs that we can help fill on their, on their end. I think the larger picture though, uh, I've, I've started a list of here's everything that I would do differently if we're ever faced with something like this again. And once we're fully back in the office, I intend on everybody sitting down and kind of going through I'm actually writing out the plan. We had a crisis. We had several different crisis plans in place at the Boone DC already, and that is something that I would encourage all economic development organizations to do if they don't already. But our plan dealt with natural disasters. Um, I don't know quite how you would classify this, if that's technically <laughs> a natural disaster or not, but, um, you know, a tornado comes and hits, what do we do? Which we, we have had that happen in Lebanon where tornado hit our business park. And so how do we, how do we navigate that situation? We had it, um, you know, unfortunately, if a staff member passes away, what is the messaging that we want to say? We never planned for a pandemic. We never planned for any of that. So what would we do differently? Get it down on paper. And um, hopefully that helps guide us better should we ever have a situation like this in the future. But one of my big takeaways is looking at our county's response and um, making sure that economic development, um, perhaps the community foundation on behalf of some of the other nonprofits, that we're more at the table with some of the key decision makers. Not that we're a decision maker in this during this time necessarily, but to make sure that um, they understand, especially for the, the large businesses, the small businesses that are in this community, that maybe there are different ways we can communicate the message. Um, or at the very least, it helps keep me better in the loop so that I can then communicate it back to them. And so I'm not quite sure what that looks like now, but making sure we have a maybe a more cohesive response. Um, or that other people are brought to the table, I think is one of my major to-dos after this. Yeah, and so so we have been uh, involved with a coalition that includes the Philanthropy Alliance, that includes the Chamber Executives Association, I mean, OCRA, mm -hmm. AIM, and a lot of those folks. And uh, so, uh, and one of the outcomes of that is that we have a community recovery playbook 
that's going to be our workbook that's going to be coming out that helps um, all of those community organizations figure out, you know, what their roles are and hopefully cuts that response time uh, in doing all of that stuff because, yes, I think it was easy to say prior to this, well, you know, we're, we're just a business organization. We don't deal with that other stuff. But when you suddenly have, you know, a lot of small business owners <laughs> who are seeing distress at their business level, which is then impacting their ability to pay their mortgage and do a lot of other stuff, Suddenly, it's not a siloed response in a community where, where you know, business is business and personal is personal. Suddenly, this starts cutting across a lot of different uh, platforms. And so it's, it becomes important for a lot of us to know a lot of other people's business just because, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not dealing with a really isolated response and an isolated problem for many of our constituents. And so I think that's another thing that makes us very. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, you know, I think, and it, it's not to, it's not to be critical of, of our community or region or state's response by any means. Everybody was, everybody's flying by the seat of their pants during this time. And, you know, I think initially the, the initial response, the initial concern was public safety first and foremost. And I'm not saying that it should, have been any different than that. Um, but you kind of think of the individual person first, and that's kind of what I mean by that. Right. And, and therefore, you know, a lot of the response that comes out is from healthcare and public safety done, which is great. That definitely needs to be first and foremost, but can, is there room in the future? Again, hope this never happens again, but is there room in the future to make it a little more cohesive? So instead of only focusing on the individual and public safety and, and healthcare, the business community contributes quite a bit to our local communities and in, in the form of tax dollars in their philanthropic donations. And they employ, you know, for example, the Lebanon business park employs three to 4,000 people every single day. And, you know, when they're coming back to us with questions to making, I, I want to make sure I can answer those and, and that that is seen as a priority as well. So uh, we'll finish up here with uh, the, the question that I'm, I'm asking everybody on these sessions. It's, it is hard for us to, to really fathom how rapidly things have changed in 60 days. And, and, you know, thinking about the conversations I was having with members in January and February, where we were still highly focused on, again, that 2% unemployment rate, um, you know, and sort of what people were going to be doing um, and how we were practicing economic development to 60 days later. And you've indicated that maybe the employment shock is not quite as great, maybe for some of your companies. But, but as we think about, um, the challenge that we received from, from again, Senator Holdman was, okay, you know, we're going to have to grow out of this. And that puts economic developers at the forefront of sort of the state's recovery efforts. So how do you think, how in 60 days has your role as an economic development professional from, from February to now uh, May what, what will you be doing differently uh, for the rest of the year or for the next few months than what you thought you were going to be doing when you started 2020? <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy question. Easy question. You know, 
um, truthfully with, you know, how I, how I've always structured things at the EDC, we, we have our, we have our strategic plan that lasts a certain number of years. And then I do an annual work plan truthfully. And maybe I'll be sitting in a different position in a month. I've actually not adjusted our work plan. Um, the, the goals, the, the items that I wanted to accomplish for our organization or that our organization accomplishes, they've not changed. They're still the same. The way we go about doing it may be a little bit different. Um, I think virtual has become maybe our new norm very, very quickly. Um, the, you know, I, BRNE visits, um, the ones that we have been conducting in the past month, they have been all Zoom calls with companies. And while I still need to get to the facilities and I still need to see it with my own eyes and I want to build that relationship with them in person, especially for those that we already have that relationship with, that Zoom call, a half hour, 45 minutes, we can knock out our business and they can get about the rest of their day and I can as well. And so that becomes maybe something that's actually made business a little bit easier. Mm-hmm for us and also has side benefits. And we're hearing that from small business owners that we've always struggled to engage in our efforts and our programming is that they are so focused on building their small business that even just getting away for a one hour lunch is, or breakfast is always been a challenge, but they've had no problem signing up for a 30 you know, minute phone call to just check in and see how things are going. So of your questions, are the questions though that you're asking the, the businesses now, are, have the questions changed and the topics that you're talking about, or is it, is, is that pretty much the same? Slightly. Um, we have our standard list of questions for BRE that we want to ask any company, you know, Number of workforce, are they employing full-time versus temp? What are their education needs? Um, you know, we go into, you know, hey, we're in a foreign trade zone. Are you taking advantage of, of that benefit? Mm-hmm. What about giving back to your community? How can we get you better engaged with that? Um, educating them just in general about what the Boone EDC does. We altered that slightly during this time for our BRNE calls. I'm not talking about foreign trade zones right now. Um, a philanthropic giving kind of depends on the company. If I've got a company that's saying, yeah, we just laid off half of our workforce, I'm not going to lead with the question of how, how can we get you to give back? Um, but for, you know, a large part of the companies that are still doing well, they still want to find ways to give back, especially during this time. And so how can we connect them with that? Where workforce is concerned, obviously we're asking about what their headcount has been. We're asking what sort of programs that they may be utilizing for their workforce, just to help us have a better understanding. We've been asking, aside from general safety concerns, what other concerns they have been hearing from their employees. So is it childcare? Mm-hmm. Is it, um, is it education? So many of us, you know, we're working from home now and we're also trying to educate our children. Um, if, and you know, I have the privilege of being able to do that. If I'm working in a manufacturing facility, that changes quite a bit. And so what have those concerns been? And so we have uncovered some 
smaller things that can be fixed, some larger issues, making sure that kids actually have reliable internet access yeah. at home has been a major um, concern. And so we've, we've had to identify where are some hotspots that people can go check out. I didn't, I didn't even know that our local libraries had hotspots you could check, anybody could check out. Turns out they did, and so that's been something that we've been notifying our employers of. So it's changed a little bit, but in general, the conversation's mostly still the same. Okay. Okay. So uh, finishing up, what, what haven't I asked you about that you, that you want to talk about? What haven't we covered? You know, I think the only thing I would, would bring up, you know, because I know this is, these are my colleagues who are, you know, primarily listening to this, investor relations, elected official relations, don't forget about it. It's actually maybe even more important than it was before. Um, so I would encourage everybody to just take a look at what their communications look like. We do a mixture of communications with our partners, but what I've been doing every couple of weeks, which gotten pretty favorable feedback from them. I go through and very, um, I break it down into two sections. What are we seeing out of the economy? Because, you know, initially, you know, initially it's, it was more of the panic and the shock of, oh my gosh, all of these, you know, the unemployment rates have soared. And my intent with, with what are we seeing was to lay out okay, what, what do the projects still look like for the Booney DC? Um, those that we had in the pipeline are still in the pipeline. They're not moving quickly, but they're there. Mm -hmm. What are we seeing in regards to lead activity? Um, you know, there for a while leads, we didn't get leads for about three weeks. And then the next Monday we had three in our inbox. And so lead activity, what, that is a good indicator of maybe what's to come. Um, but then unemployment, what are the numbers that we can actually report? So instead of panicking that, you know, half of our workforce is unemployed, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a look at what these numbers are. There's some other factors that need to be considered in all of this. You can't make, I'm trying to caution, especially our elected officials, you can't make any long-term or even 2021 decisions based upon incomplete data. You don't know what, what the impact of all of this has been at this point. You've got people on unemployment who are making now an additional $600 a week. For some people, that may be more money than they were making beforehand. How does that impact your local income tax dollars or your edit dollars. Um, we just don't know how that right. all balances out. And so my goal was to just kind of help everybody take a deep breath there, but then clearly lay out to them, what has the Boone EDC response been? And I've been sending out that email every two weeks with those updated numbers just to help them, again, keep a pulse on it. And that, that I think, um, outside of our normal e-newsletters or anything like that, as I think about our relevance as an organization, as an industry, that this communication now is incredibly important and should not be forgotten because um, budget season's right around the corner and, you know, we're all going to be looking at cuts. And so the more that we can um, express what we have been doing out in the community, I think the better we'll, we'll all fare. 
So that was part of the reason why we settled on the theme of economic development is more important now than ever, because I think it, we do know that there, there are going to be those questions. And we also know that what you all are doing in the field is going to be absolutely essential for rebuilding those local economies. So you're right on target. And I appreciate those great thoughts. And so that's good to put in everybody's thinking. Molly, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, this has been this has been helpful, and I love doing these things because I learned so much. So thank you for that. Uh, our session thank today you. has been with uh, Molly Whitehead, the executive director of the Boone County Economic Development Corporation. Molly, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Lee. All right, thanks. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content in this podcast is copyright 2020 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, and all rights are reserved. Mm -hmm.